Nicole. And this is Sultana, aka Queen. And you're listening to Makeup, Breakups, and Martinis. Cheers, you guys. Cheers. And we have our special guest co host, Irma, back. Again. <laughs> Welcome back, Irma. Thanks for having me, guys. And so today's topic is why becoming the right person is more important than finding the right one. So, in short, end, becoming rather than finding. Yes, so today Irma brought us a topic which I think is very interesting. I was actually listening to um, The Breakfast Club and so they brought up Michelle Obama's speech in Mm -hmm. Essence Fest. But um, they had this debate. So it was, can you be independent in a relationship? Absolutely. Yeah? I think so. I I mean, (laughs) right? Like, (laughs) It's a tricky one. Um, I definitely think that you should be independent before you get into a relationship. And then when you get into a relationship, I, I feel like codependent. Yeah, I, I think you have to be both. I think you still have to be independent, but be dependent. Yeah, as, absolutely. You're a team now. But you, yeah, you got to be independent to a degree. To a degree, think. because you don't want to lose yourself. I agree that you have to be independent before. Four, you gotta learn to be independent before you can become codependent. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. That <laughs> yeah, makes like sense. partners. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. I mean, at the end of the day, we're human. We were not meant to go through life by ourselves. You know what I mean? But we are also not meant to go through our entire lives with somebody. Right. You know, you need to be able to be by yourself, you know, not only be by yourself and be, you don't have to be alone and you don't have to be lonely when you're by yourself, you know, be confident in yourself by yourself so that you can be confident with somebody else. You know, yeah, there are things, I feel like there's certain levels to it when you're there. by yourself and then those levels kind of change when you become someone's partner. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes those it can be hard like if you're so independent and then you get into a relationship and some women don't know how to be like dependent Mm -hmm. on their significant other and sometimes that's gonna be a challenge for me uh, sometimes like that's hard for guys Mm -hmm. so funny one of my coworkers asked me today is asking me about my relationship and he's like um he's like you're a really strong confident woman he's like is your boyfriend like strong and confident as well? Like, how does that work? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, he, we're both strong and confident, but when it comes to me being submissive to him, you know, I don't have a problem doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't have a problem taking it, as long as it's done respectfully or as long as it's like brought up or suggested respectfully, like I don't mind taking a step back and letting you be like be an alpha man you know right i'm I'm an alpha female hands down yeah like you're not about to be walking all over me (laughs) but yeah i think a good example is like you know michelle and and barack Barack, you know they because i know like when she was talking about when they first um when he first started running they expected her to be some doting wife and she's like i'm my own person and i love my husband but it's not like i wait on him weight on him hand and foot you right. know so you know she is definitely an example of someone who's independent but they you know they're both bosses so mm-hmm. that's when it comes to children especially like you can't you, you can't I, I don't believe in this whole single mom thing shout outs to the ones who do it it's harder you know you there gets there there comes a point in life where 
you just you can't do certain things by yourself anymore you just can't life becomes way too complicated you don't have the time for yourself you don't have the time for whatever it is that you're trying to do you know that's having a partner just kind of balances things Everything out, out. Yeah. yeah especially in raising children like you yeah. said because you know most of the time um you would want that other example for your child you know if it's you know, a son you would want to have mm-hmm. a father figure or something like that for them. So, yeah, that is hard. Go ahead. But um, just going back to the original question, what is it? Um, can you be independent, can in, you a be independent in a relationship? Abs- absolutely. Michelle Obama, some of the strongest couples that we see out there are with independent. Look at Beyonce. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, is Jay-Z is Jay-Z. But no offense to, you know, all you whole <laughs> supporters. <laughs> but, like, Beyonce, I'm pretty sure at some point she she and her husband need to be codependent on each other to be the powerhouses that they are. So I'm trying to, I think it is really, like, trying to define what independence is, you know. Yeah, and, subject. you know, I don't know if it's in finances, you know, or do you not, do you guys believe that you should merge your finances when you get married? I think you should have a joint account and a separate account. Yeah. You should have both. I agree. An independent account (laughs) and a couple account. I agree. I don't agree. Yeah, I think I want to be independent in that way. And I'm sure that Beyonce and Jay-Z, you know, we're going to take them out. Multiple accounts. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, I think they're independent probably in that way because even like when you talk about them you talk about their network mm-hmm. worth separately um but then i'm sure they have their roles as parents that they play together that's not something that they're independent so independent is like subjective on like what are you saying should be done independently yeah. or what are you doing independently so so i know that you wanted to bring this topic up and we kind of had like a little bit of a discussion about becoming mm-hmm. rather than finding mm-hmm. becoming rather than finding so pretty much i have I have noted that when it comes to us or the single women or people who are out there on the market trying to find a mate before finding that person, before finding this, this like, let's say you have a list of non-negotiables, mm-hmm. you know, like, are you that? person who can uphold those non-negotiables with somebody else you know like you have to be able to manifest the type of person that you want to be by becoming that person first so you're you saying know? everything on your list you should also be able to say that you're that absolutely as well. you want somebody to be loyal are you loyal right, right. you want somebody to be confident are, are you confident it's you know pretty much we attract what we are so you think about like oh, that's the, scary you, you think <laughs> of, yo you think but you think about those relationships like those people who get into relationships and every relationship fails and it's like why does it fail mm-hmm. you're you like if you're broken you're gonna attract brokenness right you know and I feel like we live in this generation right now where that's what's going on is like brokenness trying to trying to pair up with brokenness or you would think like oh my gosh this person is gonna help me become that and it's like a burden on them Mm -hmm. to help you like be better like and fix your problem when it's not really up to them to fix you know whatever you got going on like you have to be you know in charge of fixing that i will say for me like i i think i like this topic a lot because it's it's where i am right now like i'm not really dating i'm not dating at all 
Um, but I, I've noticed that I, I need to really be ready for a relationship mm-hmm. before I, you know, actually find someone. Right. And so I'm going through those steps of like trying to, you know, be better, be a better me. But just a question to throw out there. Um, what are some issues that you can run into if you if you haven't really gotten to that place of being whole yet? Like you get into a relationship before being ready. So when I think about that, I know so many people who easily jump into other relationships after ending yes. another one. I can never understand it. Like I know a couple girls right now who I know who have who has never been single. They've always oh. been in a relationship. Yeah, some people you are know? like that. Like they serial daters. Serial daters. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but it's like I can't be that person. Like before I met the person that I'm with halfway with now, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I was single, you know, I've I've been I've always been single. He's my first boyfriend, he's my first everything. I cannot picture myself dating since being sixteen years old and being twenty five and not ever being by myself. Like how do you know who you truly are, you know? That's the best thing right there, is that breakthrough moment of self discovery. Yeah, I know. Like um, w- when I was in a, in relationships in, or in a relationship, um, I was the yes person. Like I would always say yes. I would be like, whatever you want to do, you know, I'll go with it. And it wasn't until I really um, was by myself and started to reflect, I I had to ask myself, like, what do I want to do? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's not based on another person, right? And it's really like being real with me myself, saying. You know, I really don't feel like I don't feel like cooking today or I don't feel like doing this or doing that. And if I'm in a relationship, I can still be that person no matter what. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to change again because, you know, I'm with someone and they want it this way or that way. You know, it's it's really like, no, I really I really need to not, you know, do certain things. So, um, yeah, I think that is like the a part of self-discovery is like really knowing um what you want and what you like um i also feel like one of the important things to do is is to heal our childhood and relationship wounds that's a big one yeah and mm, girl that's a whole (laughs) yeah that is a lot yeah so uh, some of the relationship problems that we face they that especially the ones that you face when you're going through a breakup stem from those wounds that you haven't healed from your childhood you know especially subconsciously you're going through things that you don't even know that you're aware of and I think what's really important from what Nicole said is spending that time by yourself and dating yourself before actually getting into a serious relationship helps you to identify those those triggers you know those things that those things that you know you need to heal um yeah Yeah. definitely because i think like when you jump into a relationship and you're not okay to be by yourself then that's when you get wrapped up in being codependent because it's like he's gonna leave me or she's gonna leave me i don't know how to be by myself Mm -hmm. that if if you don't know that what that looks like then you're scared of that right you don't want to put yourself there so you'll stay in a relationship longer than really you should be and I know, like, for me, I my issue has been vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And I think vulnerability is one of those things that... <laughs> your inability to be vulnerable? My or inability your to... ability to be too vulnerable? Inability to okay. be vulnerable. And I think it's because 
you know, I wasn't really raised with that affection factor, mm. um, you know, with the island background. Sometimes they're not the most affectionate. Sometimes they are very harsh with their words. Very interesting. And so getting into a relationship, not really knowing how to be vulnerable and show affection. Like I remember being with my, you know, partner and he was like, you never say I love you or you don't say it first. And it was awkward because I was like, I never said it ever growing up. So, you know, that was something that I had to learn. <laughs> I said, you know, for the right person. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say something. I mean, <laughs> you can't give everything away. <laughs> that is, it's interesting because same thing for me you know growing up with an island background you don't hear those words you don't get the hugs you don't you don't do yeah, all that. Do that so my my non-negotiables like i need i need it like i need to feel loved i need to hear you say it it's not hard for me to say it mm-hmm. i'll be the first one to say it on a date <laughs> yeah. I, oh i love you <laughs> he's like it's the first it's date. the first day i love you <laughs> yes i do see it see you next week <laughs> same place same time sure you know, like, it's not, like, because I didn't get it, I always find it so interesting, because because I didn't get it, and you the lack it. of it in my childhood, I want it so badly. Yeah. And it drives my partner crazy, because he's, he's not a really touchy, affectionate person. person. And, like, I'm all of it. Like, I want you to be as close to me as possible. I want to feel your hand. Sometimes he, <laughs> sometimes he puts his hand, if you guys can see me right, I put his hand on my forehead like this. Just so he, I know, like he's there, <laughs> but it's like I, my love language. One of my love language, uh, words of affirmation, physical touch. Oh, oh yeah. And it's like mm-hmm. I didn't get that as a child, right. and I didn't even know what you know love languages were. And, and as I grew up, I realized those. That's what made me feel important. That's right. what made me feel wanted and needed was you touching me, like you know, randomly, whatever. Yeah. And and, and you letting me know that you care about me, but. It's, it's interesting to, to, to hear your story. Yeah, but I think sometimes it's um, it's some it's something like that that you don't notice. And right. you don't notice that you're doing, like, I, I don't say it because I never heard it. Mm-hmm. And then you're going into relationships, not, you know, repeating behaviors from your past or childhood. And so um, really, you know, stepping back and saying, you know, how has my childhood affected me? And how am I bringing that into a relationship can really help with um you know really becoming a better person do you think you can date someone who isn't working on themselves no (laughs) actively working on themselves yeah no at this age no yeah when you're dating when you're younger you don't really know what the hell you're looking for you're just like oh you like me i like you okay bet let's do this (laughs) let's go to the movies yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know it's easier for us to ignore those things as like as adolescents you know but going into that adult stage like if I'm actively working on me I need you to be actively working on you mm-hmm. you know like we need to be doing this together actively together right you know it's like we I can't I'm learning this the hard way now you know relationships change not because yeah. not for the worse but people change right mm-hmm. you know the you You've been dating somebody for for three, four years. He's not the same person 
he was that first year, you know? Yeah. So when you're actively, I feel like actively working on yourself benefits not only you, but the people around you. Because mm-hmm. it makes it makes the introduction, the reintroduction to the new you easier and more understandable, I guess. Or I don't know if that, does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. And it makes relationship, it doesn't make it boring. Right. So you're not like on a stand still like you're still evolving yeah. and, and moving somewhere together but it's definitely not boring jada pinkett smith um had the relationship therapist lady i can't remember her name I judith the one, yeah the one that helped her, and her uh, Will yes and her, her i have her podcast on here somewhere her name's judith that's all the french lady her <laughs> name's judith um she talked about relationships changing and how those relationships that change stem from like a lot of people look at relationships changing as if it's the end of something but she she talked about it as it being like a play instead of the instead of this what is it she said roles were just changing oh, you know right. instead of this the the play ending it was the a scene changed scene you know changed. the roles change yeah. you know and that's that's how i like to look at them. now that's how I'm trying to look at things. Yeah. Is roles changing? My role isn't the same as it was two years ago when I first met you. Mm -hmm. And your role, you probably don't want to be the same person you were two years ago when you met me. And we shouldn't have to be, Mm -hmm. you know? And I really like that they brought it up like that. You know, it's like a movie or a play where... Roles like are a, roles are changing. The movie's not over. Right. You know, the scene's probably over, but there's there's a whole new scene. You know, it's not just one scene. It's not cut. Yeah, especially you know. in marriage, you got to think it's like for the rest of your life. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, we're going to change. Yeah. So I know we've kind of brought up like working on yourself. What um, and I know we've talked about some points, but what are some things that you feel like a person should be doing if they are working on themselves actively? That looks different for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. What I do may it's not, not work, it may not work for what he does he or she does yeah you know like like for me i'm seeing a therapist Mm -hmm. my boyfriend prefers not to you know like Mm -hmm. he's his thing is maybe somewhere down the line yeah you know i mean and i know guys are not as receptive to therapy um Look, Siri trying to talk, y'all. <laughs> Siri is making an appearance. <laughs> She's like, I'm not quite sure. You want me to repeat the question, Siri? <laughs> she didn't get it. <laughs> but yeah, so men sometimes aren't receptive to therapy, but I feel like someone who really um, is open-minded, maybe reading, do you think that's something that, you know, a part, someone could be doing to better themselves? You said reading and being more open-minded. Yeah, open-minded. Well, yeah, absolutely. And a lot of the times, you know what, I I don't know if this might be taken the wrong way, depending on who, how you want to take it. People on the outside see the things that you need to work on before you actually do. Mm. So, you know, if you're not seeing a therapist or, you know, I think listening or giving yourself like a self-intervention you know like ask your friends like what is it that you see in me that you think i could i could work on you know and a lot of the times those honest responses are things that you can start to work on right you know like like for me like i'm sure everybody would be like oh you be you you respond too dramatically sometimes you know <laughs> look i'm working on it yeah <laughs> okay. 
Unbecoming. Unbecoming. Not trying to find anything. Give me some time. No, but I, I think that is really um, important because, like you said, sometimes your friends can tell you something about yourself that you don't see. And it is important to have good friends who can tell you the truth, like, you know. Have you ever, like, wrote in a journal and then read back what you wrote? Yes. And I was like, what an idiot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is what you need to work on. <laughs> I haven't read my journals. I need to go back and read them. Oh, I'm pretty I sure mm. I would laugh at the I thoughts that mm. I had. <laughs> Mm-mm. That's what you were worried about, <laughs> right? <laughs> I got bigger first to fry now. Yeah. Um, but you know that saying that you repeat what you don't repair. Oh yes. <laughs> I, I feel a word coming. Yes, pre-karma. <laughs> you repeat what you don't repair, and again, like. We there's this there's this post I reposted, and it was it was this, I kind of re, I've been in my feelings lately, so I've been on that. I had to delete social media off my off my phone because yeah. I don't want to be no hurt hoe out there <laughs> posting things with a black screen. You know, I don't want to be that. You're like, oh, she's going through something. Like my cousin texted me. She's like, all these sad posts. I'm like, oh lord, I gotta go delete everything. <laughs> Um, it says, destroy the idea that you need to be cold and emotionally detached in order to survive this generation. Oh. And I'm going to read that one more time for the, <laughs> for the, for the delegation. Yes, Lord. Destroy the idea that you need to be cold and emotionally detached in order to survive this generation. So I go back and think about, you know, repair. What is it? Repeat. You repeat what you don't repair. And I feel like this generation makes it okay for us to be like emotionally detached and i feel like what leads into that is us not repairing you know that those those things that we need to fix it before we actually move on not only in relationships but friendships you know the same problems that you have with your friends i feel like are the problems that you're gonna have with your mate with your partner yeah yeah that's true i think a lot of people were also in a culture where everything's so fast for us mm-hmm. is that we're impatient. So the things that we want so bad, like I want a relationship and I'll, I'll get ready when I find the right one, you know, um, we, but we don't take the time to mm. actually repair ourselves. So. Yeah. And I, I know music is like really big for me. And I noticed when I, um, would listen to certain songs like I, and I listened to words and it really it wasn't promoting that healthy relationship you know it was all about feeling you know cold-hearted or you know just not caring and I think for me music played a part in me not being as vulnerable mm-hmm. and um, I think that is detrimental to you know society in a bigger picture because these younger girls are listening to these songs that are like real ass like it's not about relationships it's not about talking it's not about love it's not about you know working it out there's not r&b that really talks to that whole thing of 
love your man, love your partner, let's stay together, let's work it out. I don't think there's music like that that's promoting right. healthy relationships. It's all about leave him, you know, forget about him, get a bag, all of that stuff. F him, then I get some money. Right. <laughs> Who else going to pay my bills? Right, exactly. <laughs> and that mentality really plays a role in, you know, and, that, and for, for me it's like, well, they saying all this, and I'm listening to it, and then I'm lonely, and here she goes with the man. Like, she's, you know, like, the person that's singing the song is actually happy, or they're not following their song. So it's like, maybe it's not working to listen to this and live like the songs, you know. It's like the rappers who rap about, you know, all of this stuff, and then people go out and buy those stuff, and it's not really the life that they're living. You know, they're promoting a lifestyle that they don't actually live, so. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think really what you feed yourself helps um to be better what you listen to and watch yeah do you guys feel like our culture has made like singleness feel like it's some sort of disease like like you can't be single yeah because you don't hear anybody talking about being single in a good way i mean you don't (laughs) yeah there's no single goals i mean other than (laughs) a couple goals goals. relationship goals (laughs) I mean, we could start a page in the corner. <laughs> right. Oh, God. Me laying in the bed by right. my with your ice cream. I'm laying all out. Rolling. Thanks <laughs> <laughs> for just me. <laughs> no, but seriously, it's like, it's like they say, maybe you feel like there's something seriously wrong with you, all because you aren't dating or in a relationship. Like, I feel like that's that's what a lot of the fears of becoming single like I mean I wasn't there for a while I wasn't trying to find a relationship and um, I think it is just getting to that place where I want to be serious and get serious and um, probably take most of this out <laughs> but yeah so I'm really saying that my next relationship is going to be hopefully my last relationship and your best relationship and my best relationship and so i want to be the best version of myself for that you know person do you guys feel like people can break up to make up and create like a completely new relationship compared to the last one they had with this with this same person does that make sense? It's possible. Yeah. It's possible. You know, it is possible. My sister did it. My oh, sister see. and her now husband dated in high school. And he's like, he's a lot. He's like maybe four or five years younger than her. Can't remember why they broke up exactly. But um, they broke up for like a year, maybe like maybe even a little over a year. And my cousin got them back together. And now they're married with two kids. Oh, yeah. See, well, we had a guest on the show. actually my cousin. And they broke up for a little bit right before they got married. And he, you know, I think he really was just trying to find himself. Yeah, well, he was trying to find himself and he wasn't sure. um, Who? Yeah, he wasn't (laughs) sure, I guess, about some things. Um, And then they got back together. Now they're married with three kids, three or four. Yeah. (laughs) Mm. I don't know. How many I don't know. Like I, maybe I'm childish. Like I feel like, like you leaving me. Okay. I'm an extremist. So like, if I do something, I'm 
I'm doing it. Yeah. So yeah. you're like, <laughs> you're breaking up with me. We can't talk. We can't text. I don't want to see you. I want to talk to you. When that, whereas if it's a situation like that, like, they'll be like, I'm not breaking up with you because I don't love you. I'm breaking up with you because I need to find Some myself space. or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm such an extremist and I'm overdramatic. <laughs> I'm the I, I I was always the person breaking up in relationships <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. And you know, one time it actually backfired. It was like I broke up and I was expecting the person to come back and they were like, Yeah, I found somebody else, so that ain't gonna work and mm. it's like, Okay. You know, so I know that I used to play that game of like, I'm you know, well let's just break up and then we'll come back. But um I think it's possible for people who maybe something's going on and they just want to step away to see, you know, if this is something that they, they want. They really want? That they so really is want. that normal? It's I not think, normal. I mean, I, I think it happens. Um, Kelly Ripa and her husband for many, many, many years, um, they've been together. Uh, Mark Consuela, I think that's his last name. And um, I think she broke it off. And he was miserable, and he like just went and chased her, and then I think they got married like the next day, and they've been together ever since, and they still seem like a happy couple. Um, Some people need that wake up call. Some people need that like I'm actually gonna leave, you know? Yeah, I think because you can take somebody for granted. Absolutely. And I think that if you guys do, if you know, if a couple does break up and they come back together, then you appreciate each other more. And hey, you know what didn't work last time. You know, if you let something go and it comes back, then you know it's yours forever. Yeah. My fear is, what if that thing never comes back? <laughs> <laughs> Again, extremist. I'm thinking about the worst when I can think about... I can be being hopeful. Yeah. But, oh, I'm not there yet. I wish I was. Like, I wish... So, you, that's a game, like, you just have to fake it like you're there. Oh, I asked that question on my Twitter yesterday. Like, what? are you? do people really believe they can fake it till they make it? Like, can you fake it till you make it? Oh, in a relationship? In a re- mm, I mean, let me not say yeah, because what do you mean in a relationship? Like, hap- can, are you asking if they can fake happiness? That's so what I can- was wondering. Oh, I didn't know if that was a no, question. No, but okay. like faking, like being okay. being okay with, like, let's say someone breaks up with you and it's not free, not because they don't love you anymore, but because they just need to figure some things out for themselves. They want to figure out if they want really want to be with you or not. Mm-hmm. You know, like you have to be okay with it. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. you kind of have to. But you, yeah, you can't you, lose you can't, your <laughs> dignity by begging. No, you can't, yeah, you know, you can't you can't be there like begging him to stay. But it's like, do you just act like you're okay till you're actually okay, or like, what do you do? Yeah, that I is think, a case by case basis. Yeah, I, I'm putting you on the block list. I check my block messages once a month. (laughs) You've got a new voice. He's trying to come back. I don't know how that's gonna happen. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So, (laughs) um, but yeah, faking happiness. I think you shouldn't have to. Absolutely not. Not happiness. No, not happiness. You should never have to fake happy. But let's talk about marriage. So you're married, and I guess. Well, you, Nicole, you were in a marriage, but for you know us, we're speaking hypothetically. Um, you're not always gonna want to be with that person. There's mm-hmm. gonna be times where it's not you're not in love, mm-hmm. and that 
that's the time where you have to fake it until you get back to it, right? My coworker, he's been married to his wife for like like 15, 20 years. And he said, he's, yesterday we had this conversation. He's like, I can't picture my life without her. But There's best believe there are some days where I'm just like, fuck this shit. <laughs> He's like, there are days where he's like, he's waiting on his daughter to graduate. He's like, I'm out of here. But he's like, those are, it's normal. It's normal. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's normal. But for me, like, if I would have heard that, I would have been like, oh, oh really? really? Yeah. You know, bet. <laughs> Pull my phone at. Well, I wait to graduate. <laughs> Leave <Which> now. <laughs> after prom. Okay. <laughs> Don't even wait. Homecoming. You know, like, again, extremists. But yeah, I'm over so, the top. But yeah, that's, you know, what marriage, you know, really is. I think that's also, yeah, patience is part of it. Yeah, you have to be not only patient with, like, if you choose to work on yourself with, while you're in a relationship with someone else working on themselves, you have to give yourself patience. Like you have to be patient with yourself. You have to give yourself grace. And that's one thing I'm learning to do. Like you are your own worst enemy. Mm -hmm. You know, you're the first person to put yourself down. But when you're going through that, 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 that phase where mm -hmm. breakthroughs around the corner and you're trying to just get through it, you really need to be patient with yourself. You need to give yourself more grace. You need to be more nice to you. That's what my, that's what Tanya, my therapist, told me on Monday. Mm -hmm. You just got to give yourself that compassion, you know? Like, if you are not nice to yourself, why is anybody else going to want to be nice to you? Right. Yeah. You know, if you're not graceful with yourself, why is anybody else going to want to treat you with patience and kindness? Yeah, because we're all works, works in progress. Absolutely. What are, I guess... Who are two couples that you look up to and why? One or two? One or two. Of course, Michelle Obama and Barack. I, I actually, I'm almost finished reading her book, Becoming. I love that book. Mm -hmm. It's in my car. I'm almost <laughs> and like, there's no specific reason mm -hmm. why or just someone, a couple that I look up to. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I mean, you could tell why too. It's so hard to tell who's. Yeah. yeah, behind closed doors, you never know what people are going through. Surface level, shit. All the little celebrity couples. <laughs> well, everything look good. You know, I I I say Michelle and, and Barack as well. And I think for me, my reason is you can tell like they actually love, love each, each other. other. Like yes. they have. They really respect each other. Yes. They love each They're other. They're each other's best friends. Best friends. And even from yes. that interview where they were talking about how the girls are gone and they're about to be empty nesters. And Michelle's like, I can't wait. You know, <laughs> it's like after 20 something years, like she's excited to be with her husband again. Mm -hmm. And that's not that's not something you don't, that you see. You don't see that often. Like they yeah. truly. A lot of people become empty nesters in divorce. Because mm -hmm. their lives were revolved around those children. Right. You know, so you don't see that often where people are still in love even after their children. And I, that's what I aspire to be. I aspire to marry my best friend. I aspire to to be in a relationship where I can't wait for these damn kids to get out this house right. so, so I can get my man yes. back. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I would say my sister and her husband, just to kind of bring it back home. Is I respect a couple who is honest and open. You know, like I have two sisters. So one of my sisters is she's extremely open and honest with me about her marriage, and it's not. You know, she'll, she'll tell me it's not pretty. 
You know, she'll tell me all the great moments, but she'll tell me all the not so pretty moments. And I have my bougie sister, on the other <laughs> hand, her life is a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. Everything is perfect. There's nothing wrong with, you know, no, everything's perfect, you know? And I, I respect the honesty. Yeah, because then you don't have, like, that idea of... Right, like... Of what it's really... It's not going to look like that. Right. You know... If I get into a marriage... misconception of, like, uh, what a marriage would look like. Right. You know. If I get into a marriage based off of just what you're saying and shit starts to go down, like... You're like, wait a minute. Right. Like, wait a minute. Like, what? What? Where where the unicorns and the the rainbows? What happened to that? Yeah. You know who else is my celebrity couple or my favorite couple um i love sierra and russell Mm -hmm. like i think they truly are soulmates you know what i mean like you can see like how happy she is Mm -hmm. and it's like a different type of happy like they just really make each other better yeah and glow so all right so thank you for listening to makeup breakup some martinis follow us on instagram if you have any topics you'd like to discuss our feedback and comment below email or dm us at makeup breakup some martinis and please subscribe to our podcast to stay updated to our next episode cheers guys cheers, cheers.